This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today, we have another fun-packed guest here on the show. And you know, it's really interesting. Um, I love, uh, you know, just offline, we were speaking with, uh, I was speaking with our guest today. His name is Pete Taylor, by the way. And he's from, well, he's got a really interesting background, very similar background to me. Got a little bit of fitness in there, kind of was picked on when he was younger and stuff like that. So we have very similar experiences. But I tell you what, some of the stories that he's going to be sharing with us today is going to be absolutely mind blown. It's going to blow you, blow you, blow you away. Anyway, so uh, who is Pete? Pete is, um, I suppose he's from, uh, he's, a, he's, he's a picked on, bullied person where I used to be, to pro athlete, uh, to serial entrepreneur. He's basically built seven-figure businesses. Uh, he's had dozens of employees. He's had the Rolex watches. He's had the nice cars. He's been in nice countries. He's like nice houses, all that kind of stuff. You know, kind of like, I suppose what, some entrepreneurs might see as success, right? Whatever that might look like to you, because success is very different for different people. So, um, but when he did that, he came to this realization and he just, do you know what? He came to this realize that, that you know what? He kind of continued to do what he did and then he went and followed his passion. We're going to be talking a little bit about his passion um, during, during our conversations today. And so what Pete does is he helps mentor he mentors seven to eight figure business owners more specifically, and he coaches them on three main skills, which is resilience, discipline, and character journey, which I thought is so important, especially when building brand um, and really building uh, a trust and uh, with your audience, et cetera. So um, listen, I'm really looking forward to our today's conversation. Um, so I uh, just want to welcome our guest. Oh, oh, Pete, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Adam great to have you here my friend uh and uh you know it's interesting because you know i just say just beforehand i just thoroughly enjoyed our conversation offline and you know um because i know that you reached out to me and you know i was like oh this is it he's got a fitness background and that kind of stuff but where, where did the uh, kind of um uh, before we kind of get into the crux of it like did you start off as a like where did the whole kind of ideology come from when it came into bodybuilding did it come on later on in life or was it was it used as a as a as a vehicle for confidence building what where did that come idea come from yeah that's a good question do you know um i pinpoint this i can literally pinpoint it to the exact conversation i can i can feel <laughs> i can feel like the, the the pit in my stomach so when i was 15 I remember it. I freaking remember this. <laughs> remember the girl's name. Remember everything about it. I was I was in a field with my best mate Danny at the time. Danny's a good-looking guy. Me, not so much. And um, at the time, I was I got very 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 small for my age as well. My my actual growth was three years behind what it should have been according to the doctors and people in the hospital. So imagine me. I'm a I'm a 15 year old boy, 16 year old boy, and I look like a 
13 year old 12 year old <laughs> right and when, when you're when you're that age like it's um that's a, it's a big difference it's a real big difference and yeah i was bullied by the boys and i was and I, physically and i was bullied by the girls verbally and like in this moment well i was with danny and I was, we're with two girls and we're underneath this tree. We're just talking. And one of the girls said to me, Pete, why are you so ugly? And, um, oh, like, Tommy. Tommy. Ex- exter- yeah, I mean, it was freaking all, but externally, I, I brushed it off. Internally, I died. Like, internally, that was, it was just like, I knew anyway. Like, I hadn't, I hadn't got girlfriends up until that stage and, and until past that. And, you know, I didn't feel great about myself anyway. And but like I'm, I'm, I can look back at that. I'm grateful for her because I was like, after that moment, I cannot be made to feel that way again. And what can I do about this? And so at 15, I joined a gym. Mm. A friend, a friend at the time, she worked in the gym's cafe, and she said to me, "Oh, there's actually an opening to join the cafe, do a weekend job." I was like, "Yeah, great. I like to earn a bit of money, but also I want to be in that environment. I want to be in the gym. I had no idea what it was about." And I, and I, and I got into that and started working on my body. And I, within you know months, there was noticeable change. And then um, I, you know, befriended one of the PTs in there, and he helped me a little bit more. And I picked up a book called "How to Talk to Anyone." And started reading books, and and, and <laughs> at this stage, it was it was like it was for vanity. It was I wanted to pick up girls. I wanted I just wanted a girl. I wanted to, I wanted the cool cool boys to like me, and I wanted the girls to like me. And so it's purely down to vanity, right? But and it took me that took me on a, an, an amazing journey because it took me into the gym and I got my first taste of self development. I didn't know mm-hmm. it at the time, mm-hmm. but this was my first taste of self development. And then fast forward to my early twenties, and I'm entering my first competition. Like with um, so, so and it, so it's like right opposite end of the spectrum. I was I was being judged for the way I looked when I was in my teens because I didn't look very good. Now I'm being judged literally on stage in front of hundreds thousands um of people plus a set of judges for the way i look wow um and uh, yeah and i can i continued that um did a number of competitions into like into my mid-20s uh traveled internationally won competitions got my pro card ended up competing in the london auto arena with all the other professionals wow um it was an amazing experience and all, all because that one girl said you're ugly nice and it, and it hit me hard wow that's interesting do you stay in contact with her still no i don't she doesn't <laughs> she, she actually she doesn't know she doesn't she doesn't know okay that uh, she she stems some of this <laughs> I, I don't know how she'd feel whether whether it, whether it hurt her feelings that, she, the, that that you know she said that to me but I suppose you, you know. could have taken it. I suppose you could have taken it with a pinch of salt, really. Do you know what I mean? But I guess in your case, you didn't. You took it very, very badly. But you didn't kind of on the surface. On internally, you, it wasn't so good. But on the surface, it was like how oh, you br- brushed it, didn't you? So I brushed it, but God, I, she meant it. Like mm. it, 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 you know, there there was like when I remember, like I remember how like looking into her eyes, and I was like, she freaking means that. And like it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like she wasn't. It wasn't said in like off the cuff or a joke. Right. It was just like there was. A, there was a moment of silence. You could like cut the tension with a knife. It was one of those moments, and I was like, well, "Thanks for that." Love it. Um, love it. Love it. <laughs> love it. Well, anyway, that's but, interesting. You know, that, that 
but it led it but the, once i'd actually um finished my competing career like mm. hang up the pants so to speak um <laughs> i i'd learned a shitload about myself i'd i'd i'd, I'd learned that actually when i put my mind to something i was incredibly disciplined and uh, if i really really wanted something that i could win that i mm. could get to the top if i if i dedicated my time if i made sacrifices um if i did things that others weren't willing to do mm. and i also learned this is that during that that period of me going to the gym and and me eating the way i was eating and me sacrificing you know and maybe going out as much as all my other mates were going out i still went out I still had fun but just not, so, mm. not as much i was yeah. there, there was a lot of judgment mm. there was a lot from other like that's a bit fucking weird pete it's right. a bit weird what were you doing that that's why why are you doing that come on just have a bit of fun <laughs> lay hair down a little bit mm. and i've learned but i've learned this is that it, i've learned this going through my business and growing mm. and growing my companies and, and even doing what i'm doing now is like when you do something that's outside of the norm like you will get people look at you weird and people say things to you why are you doing that it's a bit weird yeah but it's, i mean listen you're I... doing something that the 99 won't do exactly you know and, and 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 i mean we live in such a judgmental world these days you know what i mean and I, I kind of like, I have this, uh, I, I developed this attitude, Pete, like when I was younger, um, you know, very similar to you, I had this kind of like very judgmental mindset, but now I just, I, I don't give a shit like what other people think of me. I, I'm sure you're the same, right? It's just, I couldn't give a two flies monkeys about what people think about me. It's about, you know, but from a branding perspective, of course, that's, that's different when you're building a business, of course. Because it's all about perceptions, it's about feelings. Do you know what I mean? But you want them to look at you in a positive light. Do, do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I have to admit, um, now it's an, and and we'll come into this in a minute. But some some of my like recent social media posting has gone viral, um, mm. and like we've had like hundreds of thousands of views. That one like one of our videos just it would just I just looked just before the call actually because it's just going viral <laughs> again. We've got two point three million. 2.3 million people have, have, have viewed it and have liked it that is like i was like that's a that's a lot of people that's a lot of people um, what is what's but, the video what's the video but, that's what that's the big that's the big question what's the video the video is 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 me and my business partner and uh-huh. and we're talking and we're talking about um how wives can mother their husbands mm. and uh, wives can end up mothering their husbands and then the husbands wonder why they're not getting sex <laughs> right and it's so it's real like punching the gut and it's real highlighting a lot of truth um and but but comes with that is the 99 percent of people got do you know what I agree with that get that that's like 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 but also you get the one percent of mm. or you know the three percent you're wrong and you know you get you get you can get like you exposed and slated and as a, like on there's a lot of the, the keyboard warriors and I have to admit like the first couple of like videos of ours that went viral and I was getting some backlash from people online I'm like oh, hang on a minute they're really <laughs> going at me here and but you, I think like anything like once once you've had a load of that as long as you are resilient and you can you like well I know my truth and I'm and I'm happy with that and I'm going to keep pressing forward you mm. you like you start to build your armor so when you Absolutely. get all these keyboard warriors it doesn't affect affect you as much as it did the first time. No, that's true. Now, I know that you didn't get into you didn't get to entrepreneurship till much later on in life, did you? I mean, you 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 started off, you got into a, you got a corporate job, didn't you? You worked for a, was it was it an interior design company? Is that correct? Yeah, interiors, architecture, and like office fit out. Mm. 
Tell us a little bit about that, because I know that um, you had quite a, um, uh, an exhilarating career. I mean, you were quite successful in the whole kind of corporate ladder type of thing in your 20s, weren't you? You really developed that. Uh, you developed the business to like, was it like seven figures and whatever it is? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, corporate career, I started working corporate when I was 17. Got it. Um, and then, and then, so I was just like straight into work. How can I, how can I learn? But I, I also did university one day a week. Oh, okay. Um, so it was perfect. You know, I was getting paid, and I was and I was learning. Easy. Um, so client client of corporate ladder did you know, I did really well there. Um, by the time I left, which was about twenty eight, uh, I had a team underneath me, and we we're just about to like the company I was working with was just about to set up my own like base in London and get a bigger team underneath me. I was like one of the young guys in the company, mm. but absolutely going places, and I, I was loving the I was loving the corporate life. I was really climbing that ladder, mm. but one day and i remember this um this was this was not, this was one of my fuck it moments this was a um we were working on a big project um big it was the biggest project uh, that our department had done it was an eight million pound um like fit out it's beautiful it. beautiful building over in london yeah and um I'd won the project and then I'd helped to design the project and then I was helped to manage it on site. And we had like over a hundred guys on site building this. Wow. And I was playing a very, very pivotal role in the in the completion of it. Wow. And the project did really well. However, I was screwed on my commission for the project. And um, of course it aggravated me. And then like a week later, my MD at the time drove in in his brand new white, white Porsche. And he just picked it up and he kind of drove it in to show off. And I'm like, you, man. And I'm like, and I've got a lot, a, lot of, a lot of respect for him. But I was like, do you know what? I've just busted my balls for a long time, put in a lot of work. I've been screwed on some commission here. And I'm not, that's it. I'm out. Mm -hmm. It was a, do you know what? I can, I can do this myself. I'd realized during the journey of like, of, of, of building that big, big project, I was like, I can do this myself. So at, at the time, one of the guys who was in my team, we we set up a business, and we started, and then that that was it. A few months later, we're out we're out on, on our own. Got we had a little pot and we started in the living rooms, and then over the course of six years, we went from office to office, and then in the end, we ended up with a three story building over in near London. Wow. Um, we had tenants in the building. We had a team of twenty people. Mm. We were just we were, our plans were to fit out the top floor of the building, and make it into a co working space. And um, we're doing super, super well. And it was an, an, an incredible journey building, like going through my corporate career and then switching that into actually then building a business and, learn, and learning the art of business, which is an, which is an art. And there's plenty of skill sets to learn during that. Um, and it was, a, it was a wonderful time. It was a wonderful season. It was in, it's an interesting uh, thought because um, I wanted to kind of go backtrack quickly because I know that there's going to be listeners here that are either one – either still in a corporate job and that are transitioning into entrepreneurship, which is effectively what you've done as well. Number two, maybe they're doing a job just for the wrong reasons. Do you know what I mean? Like for, just to pay bills while they get their business up and running, or they're doing their job because um, they're doing it for all for the wrong reasons. They're not aligned to their core values, et cetera, et cetera. Now, when you went through when when you got screwed on your commission, for example, which is, you know, you you busted your balls on that particular project or whatever it is, what was the thought that was going through your mind? 
like was it just a straight split decision as in like oh here's my resignation next day fuck this i'm gonna go and do it myself or was it that it was playing on your mind throughout the night and like you just like what was you what was you actually thinking at the time like when was it that you decided how did you make the decision to go from the employee it was to i'm gonna jump shit yeah it it, it wasn't overnight and although there, there was the the screw it moment that was like the, that was the catalyst. That was no, it wasn't the catalyst. Like the cat, that was it. It was just like aha, this is definitely the right decision. I was already thinking about it because when we were on site building this big project, it was extremely stressful. We're we're mm -hmm. going into London at five, like leaving at five a.m. in the morning. wasn't getting home until eight p.m. at night. So the commute was long. It was very very stressful, very very intense on site. And and I was and so when we were building this, I was already started to think, hang on a minute, like. We've learned some serious skills over the last like 10 years of being in the corporate world. Mm. And like I, I I have got the capability here. And so I was already starting to think about it. Mm. And and I'd I'd also been offered some like private work outside of like, oh hey, do you mind doing a couple of little bits for us? And yeah, so yeah. Thought, oh, okay, well, if people are asking me this already, mm, mm. um then and then the the moment of you know my my MD driving in with a Porsche I was like, right, okay, hang on a minute. Kind of like the stab Number in the one, back. The stab in the back was the catalyst yeah, also, kind of thing, right? Also, I wanted the Porsche. Also, I wanted the... <laughs> I was like... And it, 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 it... I did. And I was like, do you know what? Like, am I going to get to that position sitting where I am? I I might be able to be... It could take me like, quite a long time mm. to get into his position in this company. Mm. And what am I going to do? Am I going to continue with another 15 years here? Or... Mm go out alone and, and and so and and that and that's the route we chose and and what and what we had done which had did serve us whether i do the same again now i don't know but what we had done is we had built um a base so when by the time we actually handed in our notice yeah um because there was two two of us that were doing this we had money in the bank yeah right um, so like I, we'd stashed away, we were doing, we start, so we start to do private work, like private work, private work, private work, stash money in the bank. Yeah. Then we left and we, and we knew we had a run. We had, we had this run rate and, and it's, and the reason I say, I wonder whether I'd do that again now that served me then. And I'm of two train of thoughts on this now, because I see now that I'm in the world where I get to work with hundreds of men. We have thousands in our community. I see something that a lot of guys are comfortable. And a lot of guys are like, oh, do you know what? If if this fails, it's okay, because I'll just fall back on that. They've all like it's very, very easy um to to not play full out hundred percent. This is do or die because I've got a comfort blanket, because I've got a cushion, because oh, do you know what? It's okay because the government. Worst, worst comes to worst, the government will look after me, or just, and I, th and sometimes I feel that that holds uh, holds people back, definitely, um, from playing full out, from just like, you know what, this is do or die. If if this business doesn't work, dead. Mm. And and I, and I think that if you have that mentality and you literally don't have anything to fall back on, it will give you an edge, and and also. The, like I can I can speak to this from from being at rock bottom a, a couple of times from different scenarios in my in my life is that mm. you, know, you you do you do you find an edge when you're down there, 
So even if the business doesn't work out, there's something that you can find when you're down really, really in a lot of pain. And like, if you choose, if you choose growth through adversity, it's there for you to, for you to take. Do you feel like um, your fitness career also had like um, some influence or do you feel like you had kind of like an edge over like making that decision much easily compared to maybe somebody else that maybe like you talked about, like someone that's within their comfort zone or kind of doesn't want to, do, do you see what I mean? Like, cause you, you've made a lot of yeah. uh, great skill. You, yeah, you yeah. create some great skills from there, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I have to admit, I, I, I absolutely was at an advantage of having gone through the, the fitness kind of career, um, which was a hobby by the way. Like I was, you know, I wouldn't get paid for anything like that. It was a hobby. Yeah. Um, but it taught me a lot of lessons and I was like, hang on, like if I can do that there, I can apply those skills over here. Like, I'll back myself. And I think that's an important, that, like that there is, is an important thing for anyone to think about is, well, where in my life have I, have I achieved some form of success or where have I picked myself up from where I didn't, when I felt I was in a bad place mm. and you like all of us can do that. All of us can look back and go, well, there there and, and they might be micro but you add them all up and they turn into the macro absolutely and th there's like evidence that you have managed to get through something and you and or or the other one what i which is what i really like is that like where where is there a time where you have played full out and you failed because it's rare if I really think back to where I've really played full out, like have I how have, have I truly failed? No, I haven't. Even even the times where I fell over, like I've learned, you learn. Mm. So true. You know, uh, there's a couple of things I wanted to pick up actually. Something that something really stuck into my into my brain here, and I'd love it for you to offer some advice to some of our listeners that maybe have maybe feel like they're being taken advantage of, whether it be a client taking the piss whether it be they're in a toxic culture or whatever it is. I mean, you've been in different scenarios where, like, for example, where your old MD had stabbed you in the back. That's kind of like someone that's taken advantage of you in terms of like, because they're a higher position. Do you have any like tips of people for, for our listeners that maybe, I'm not similar, not saying in a similar position, but maybe being taken advantage of, whether it be if they've got a toxic client or whatever it is, or they're in the wrong business or they're in the wrong passion. Any thoughts about that, Pete? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, I don't know how old the saying is, but <laughs> I remember when I first hold, heard the saying, I'd actually already made the jump. And, and I was, I went to a talk and this woman said that on stage and I'm like, Oh my God, that is freaking powerful. And, and she, and she said, and you might've heard this before, she's like, no one is coming to save you. Right nobody nobody is coming to save you yep. it's only you it's always you whatever happens it's always it's always you it's always you be you as well and so you have to take 100 responsibility and, and 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 it's extremely easy and I, hey listen I, i'm not standing on my high horse here i've done this and i still i still fall into this is like fall into being a victim I'm like mm -hmm. Like why me and why is it why does this keep happening to me and and unfortunately it doesn't get us anywhere no nope. it doesn't it, it it doesn't it doesn't push us forward but the moment that you say do you know what I'm going to take full ownership for every, like where, exactly where I'm at 
I take full ownership for my bank balance, full ownership for the way I look and the way I feel, full ownership for, for the state of my relationship, whether it's like extraordinary or whether it's level two, right? I'll take ownership for all of that and responsibility for it and I'll do something about it. Love that. Love that. Because, you know, I learned, I learned the hard way here, like in my mid, in my mid twenties, that Danny, who I spoke about um, earlier, you know, we, we were best buddies, um, best friends, join join the hip. I, I felt like he was blood for me and he died at 25 years old. Wow. In a car accident. Just, Holy shit. That was it. And, and it's, I could talk. I can talk about it now, but for, for quite some time, that messed me up. It really, really, it really, really screwed me up because up until that moment, I'd never really had anything bad happen to me. Mm. There was nothing real, like true, like real, like raw, raw pain. Uh, you know, a couple of girlfriend splits, but nothing that just really like took me, took me, knocked me for sick. But it's you know, it's a very, very harsh reminder of the tomorrow you get run over by a bus. You can, you can, you can have an aneurysm. You could just you have a heart attack. It's just, it just like these things happen. Like he died in a car accident, driving, driving on his way back to work to go home mm-hmm. to see his wife and his baby boy. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that was it. I never spoke to him again. No. <laughs> that is, it was, yeah, it's horrible. But these, that's how short life can be. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and this is, this is a massive, massive problem for a lot of guys. Like, I work with a lot of guys and I see this. And, and, and there's, there's two things that come into play. Number one is they think they're never going to die. We think we're never going to die. So it's like, that's all right. I'll start. I'll, I'll quit the job on Monday. Or no, I'll do, I'll do it in two years' time once I've just got through this project and then I've just got through the next promotion. Then I'll do it. I'll start the fitness journey in a month's time. I just want just to do, I just want to get all this stuff out of the way, get it out of the way first. Then I'll start it. We think we're never going to die. We think we're invincible. And but we freaking we are we we are, we are well we aren't invincible and 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 the, and the second thing that play, that comes into play here that I you know I see this in myself and I see this in plenty of other guys is that we think that no one is watching us and because no one is watching us get away with stuff mm. we do things we shouldn't do we we like the photo that we shouldn't like on Instagram. We, we, we watch too much Netflix. We watch too much porn. We, we don't have the heart. We don't have the conversations we know we should have. We procrastinate. We do whatever, whatever it looks like, whatever that vice is. We drink too much, whatever that vice is. We think no one is watching, so we get away with it. It's like, oh, I'll be all right. No, no one's truly keeping me accountable. But here's the thing. There is someone that is watching. You are. Your soul is. Your psyche. Your your subconscious, whatever you want to freaking call it, that is watching you. And, and every time that we make these micro decisions that mess us up, that aren't aligned with who we want to be, consciously we know, every time we make them, break a promise to ourselves, imprints on our soul, micro, micro, in, like little dents, little dent, 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 dent. And over time, it becomes habitual. Over time, it becomes a macro. Yeah. Over time, it becomes who we are. Love that. It's very good. And I suppose it forms us as a character as well. There's um there's one thing that kind of came came to my mind when you were speaking, actually. Something that you brought up. And I'm I know that you've been definitely been in situations like this. Now you're 
you know, you've been an entrepreneur for quite a number of years now, working with guys, you know, um, and running sort of what I call, what I like to call the alpha, alpha male programs, like how to be a proper guy type of thing, right? But, and this will go for, this doesn't just apply for men, this applies to women, it applies to all entrepreneurs. How do you deal with, you know, if you've got like, having going through your mindset of of responsibility putting too much weight on your shoulders and basically like beating yourself up if you don't achieve shit do you know what i'm saying like uh and i'm sure this has happened to you a lot like what do you say to yourself how do you get yourself out of that um should we say that dead end because sometimes it can feel like you're like knocking yourself down you're beating yourself up for whatever reason and Actually, it's not so bad from the outset perspective, but from your perspective, it's like eating you alive. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you deal with like putting too much weight on your shoulders and kind of like enjoying the journey, if you like? Yeah, it's like it's cliche, but it is the journey. You know, we think we think about think about the best moment, like the best moment when I cost my first million. Yeah, it wasn't like this, like let's get the fireworks out and I'm like, oh, I don't, I've made it. That's it. It wasn't. I didn't even know I'd done it. It was just another day. And but what was great was the journey up to it. The hut that like the, the 3 a.m. calls, the just like the, the hustling in the office, like the, the, the living room, like all the paperwork everywhere. I'm just like working, working, work, like the hiring the first employee and the firing the first employee, like all the journey, all the hard stuff. That was like, fucking, that was it. That was, <laughs> that was it. And it, and, and so it's never, it's never the end result. It's never, it's never like the destination or be it. Like we have to have these destinations. We have to have these things. Like, so we, we've got something to aim towards. We can, we can gun towards it, but it's reminding ourselves that it is a journey. It's also having self-compassion, self-respect. Um, and, and, and like, and, and for me, I just I validate myself not on the result, but just on my actions. So at the end of every day, I'll put my head down, you know, I go to sleep. And before I go to sleep, I might have I done everything I said I was gonna do. Did I break my promises today? Did I complete my non-negotiables that I committed to doing every freaking day? Mm. And as long as I have, then I'm not hey, good day's Love work, that. mate. Crack Love on. That. Now now on to now on to the next, day by day. <laughs> Now, I know that we're kind of coming towards the end of our conversation, but I have to ask you this question, okay? So going from what are your what would your be your three biggest takeaways from when you were a six-figure entrepreneur to a seven-figure entrepreneur? What were your three biggest takeaways? Yeah, okay. Um, number one is simplicity. Like that. Like when sometimes when you're a six-figure entrepreneur and you're trying to get seven figures, you, you, you're like you're trying to add everything under the sun into your business to figure like figure out the next thing. I'm going to add that person or add that thing or add that product, add that offer, add that system, add that process. And it's not necessarily the right thing. It's like simplifying. So I, I like to like eliminate to elevate, like reduce. So what, what can you eliminate? just to simplify everything so it's like hey the customer journey is like these things at the moment what's just like the things that just get they're the biggest bang for our buck they like our cost our clients and customers they freaking love it and we'll just <laughs> do that and just do more of it right and then it's it, it, so and like what's our products really what's our offerings it's like well we've got 
freaking 16 of them. What's the ones that make us the most money, make us the most profit, and we sell the most of? Well, it's these three here. Let's just simplify it. So Love simplification that. is is definitely the way forward from, from six six to seven. Um, you don't need big teams to do that. You you really, really don't. Um, you 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 can get there with a small team. Um, but that's that's number one. Number two is um I think your your personal self-restraint. Like I I like this value as like like for, for anyone to have is self-restraint. And and like self-restraint, um, if you embody that. That goes. Well, that's all the way from. I'm going to restrain looking at social media for the sake of looking at social media. I'm going to restrain going on Netflix for the sake of going on Netflix. I'm going to restrain doing the next business course or the next program or the next podcast or whatever that looks like. I'm just going to focus and 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 keep myself restrained from from any, anything that's going to um, negatively affect the growth. Love that. And I'm telling you, so it, it's like it's 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 linked with the simplicity. Yeah, love that. Because then you just focus on focus on the one thing, and you and you'll grow as a person if you embody that um, that value. Very cool. Right, very good. Any 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 last one? Yeah, just um, just don't give up. It's just like it. Just treat every day as what as is you know. It's one day at a time. Just like I said earlier, like I validate myself at the end of every day, not at the end of every week or month. It's it's, it's day by day. And you just keep going day by day, even when the times are hard, you freaking keep going day by day. It's like mm -hmm. when it's really, really difficult, that's when most people quit. And just if you tell yourself, I'm not going to quit, <laughs> then you'll get there. Definitely. Love that. Love that. Some good stuff. But listen, um, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for today's conversation. I think we could probably talk for hours. I mean, you've got mm. a, there's a lot of great juiciness in our conversations. And I mean, we could, there's so many different like avenues we could go and deep dive and whatever it is. So I just want to say, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for jamming with me and having a great conversation, first of all. Pleasure. And, and for you guys that are listening in, by the way, I wanted to highly endorse, if you don't know who Pete is, please make sure that you go check out Pete's social media links and whatever it is. Go check him out. Just check him out on social media. What's the best way uh, that people can uh, sort of follow you? Is it on LinkedIn, uh, email, website, that it kind of stuff? Yeah, website's petetaylor.co.uk and Instagram. I'm very active on there. It's Pete underscore Taylor. Instagram, very cool. Listen, guys, hope you've enjoyed today's. And um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to myself or Pete. I'm sure that in due kind, him or his team will be able to respond to you. And uh, hope you've enjoyed today's uh, great session uh, with me and Pete. And uh, just want to say thank you so much. And uh, appreciate the call. Take care. And we'll see you soon. Cheers now.